Get ready. It's time. Christina, Catherine, Lisa, Amy, Lauren, and Danny. Welcome to the Cimarelli Podcast. Hey, I'm Christina. I'm Catherine. I'm Lisa. I'm Amy. I'm Lauren. I'm Danny. And, and we're Cimarelli. Welcome back to the Cimarelli Podcast. Woo! I don't like that voice. You need to get used to change. It's coming your way. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. this is episode five. And this one is going to be about something that we get a lot of messages about, which is family. Everyone has it. Everyone lives with them, mostly. Everyone Some deals with them. Some form of a family. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Cimarelli podcast is an entertaining, uplifting, and full of advice. I said this wrong. Full of advice that's changed our lives podcast. I added an extra word earlier. I, mm. I ruined it. We share some juicy stories, discuss personal topics, and get vulnerable and real with you guys. And this is season three. So, okay, if you're just joining, I'm sure at least one person is. We have two other seasons. That's what that means. And half of the episodes on this season and the previous season are only on Patreon. So this is episode five you're seeing. Episode four, only on Patreon. So if you join our Patreon, you get half of this season and half of the previous season, which you're probably going to want. And this season, season three, is based on our book, Believe in You. Woo! Our book is out available everywhere online, internationally. So definitely get it. It's got lots of advice, um, stories about, I was going to say something else. I had a comma there and I didn't think of anything else to say. About like every big uh, category in life. So it's the book that I wish I had when I was a kid, a teen, and in my 20s. Honestly. We have chapters on cheese, milk, pretzels, fruit. All the big categories in life. We don't. So we're going to start out today's episode with our spicy advice. Question. Question. Q&A. Wait, did you say what the topic was? Yeah. Yeah. Family. She did. I missed it. Okay. Girl, pay attention. All right. So today we got a question from our patron, Gracia Severin. Hey. I don't know if you said that right. If I said that right. Um, Her question (laughs) is, how can I be a good sibling and have a good relationship with them? I know I play such an important role in their lives but I don't really know how to do it. So I would say, yeah, what is a good sibling? How do you be one? What, what do you, what's your guys' definition of a good sibling? Ooh, that's I think it's tough. different for everyone. You stand up for them. You defend no, them. No, I think there's some things you could say. Yeah. You... No, no, I'm saying it's different for everyone, so let's all say First it. First of all, I'm okay. saying Treat I think with like respect. a little brother or whatever. It's like, I want to stand up for them. Some girl's bullying him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, stand up for your freaking family. For my, as an older sibling, I would like take them places. We would go get food and stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. have some fun time, some bonding, you know. Um, Wait, let's say before we say these, assuming your family is not like this really abusive family that's really toxic and really hurting you, let's just assume this yeah. is a... Reasonably healthy family dynamic. Yes. Okay. Keep well, going. Well, that's pretty much interesting. Like, I'll say mine is hanging and bonding. So I agree. Sibling. Respect them. Yeah, I think Good. it's really sad because with siblings, it's like, I feel like it's the people we take for granted the most Aww. because they're always there. Mm. And they see the worst of us. We see the worst of them. So it's like, it's almost like, oh, I like my friends better than my siblings. But it's like, you're not living with your friends day in and day out. You see the better side of your friend. For the most part. Yeah, but your siblings, little, you see the bad side like, too. Oh, she's so annoying. I just can't wait to get away from her. But then she moves that. out and you're like, where did she go? <laughs> what do you mean, me? <laughs> so I think for me, where part of being go? a good sibling is giving them grace because just realize like you might like your friends better. You picked your friends, you didn't pick your siblings. <laughs> but 
you are give them some grace because you're seeing their bad side all the time, and that's different than mm-hmm. friends. I don't know. That's just a random thought. Don't try to. Here's a flaw I have. Okay. Don't try to control your siblings. Uh, I was always uh, trying to like uh, uh, protect everyone, save everyone from everything. So I'd be like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. And it's fine to give advice, but don't feel like you are literally in charge of their life. And what they do is your sole responsibility. I mean, when they're a little kid, that's kind of, you are kind of are in charge. But when they're an adult, like just realize that as you, as they grow up, realize you're not going to be fully in charge. So don't guilt yourself for everything they do. Yeah. Go easy on yourself. Don't put too much pressure. Sorry, one more thing. As an older sibling, it's really hard because you can try your best and things can still not turn out the way you think they're going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up. You're trying your best. You're not their parent. So don't be like, I screwed this up. I'm the parent. This is my responsibility. You're not the parent. Mm-hmm. So don't beat, if you're oldest sibling, you know you do this. Don't beat yourself up for being like not perfect or even... Maybe I put too many standards on them. Maybe I set too good. Of, I've done that before. I set too good of an example. Like I, I set the bar too high. I was like, this is what it should be. Like I was trying to be too perfect and telling them they had to be perfect, basically. Don't beat yourself up. Hmm. I think for me, it's just about having their back. Like you can't be perfect. You can't always be there. You can't do everything. But at the end of the day, you have their back and you know that they have your back mm-hmm. regardless of what happens, what they do, like, again, assuming this is, like, a yes. reasonably healthy dynamic, you know, then you just, you are, you're always there at the end of the day. Yeah, if any When of, they need you, they can count on if you. If any of these ladies and my brothers, they call me at, this happened before, if they call me at 3 a.m., I'm going to pick them up, five drive, three hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I have their back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's also, my friend was telling me that, she thinks our family is also unique in that way. Maybe it's an Italian thing, but like I feel like we have an extra dose of like loyalty. Like, <laughs> like we're going to be there for each other no matter what. We're not perfect. We mess up, but we will be there for each other if things really get to that place. Well, it's like we will yeah. be there. Yeah, it's because our parents are like that. They drew well, that they, into our us. moms. Yeah. That was a really strong value to our mom. She was like, like take care of each other. Um, like value. That's not what she said at all. It's not how she talked. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm adding all these words. It's not what she said, but she said something to the effect of like, th- cause she wants us to get along with each other. She really like helped us out with that. Like, this is your sibling. You're going to see them all the time. Like try to get along with them, value this, be loyal, stand up. She did get, um, drill, like stand up for them. Yes, like she told better. us that. I think she was, you know what? <laughs> I think her not having siblings around her age, being like on the playground, this is what she would say. I don't know if she said this to you guys, but she'd be like, if they're out there and some kid is like picking on them, you have their back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I she didn't have a sibling to do that. little brothers that a lot. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. that's what like, I grew up knowing. Like, stand up for him. I don't care how mad I was at my sister, what she did, if someone is bad mouthing her or someone's trying to do anything to them, I'm going to have her back. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. That's kind of what we grew up learning. Yeah. Period. That's kind of it. That's so a good just answer. Do it's your good. best. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. Do your have best. Their back. Yeah, know your Love role. That. You're not okay. the parent. Now, Me let's jump into the topic of conversation. Woo-hoo. We're going to um, talk about two things that have to do with family. In our book, there's a lot more about it, but we can't cover it all, okay? So we're going to talk about how to get closer to your family and how to have fun with your family. Woo! Two things that people don't, some a lot of people don't have either of those two. So we get a lot of messages about this. So I know you guys want to know. First thing, how to get closer. Oh, I thought you were going to say to your family. Um, How to get closer to your family. Well, oh, first things first, I wrote, treat it like any oh, friendship. Wrote- so I wrote that, whatever. You know, I said it, she wrote it down. Treat it like any friendship. Start small 
and build it up. Mm. Because let's say maybe you've, you know, obviously you've been with your family your whole life, but you're not as close as you'd want to be. So if you were with a stranger, you wouldn't be like, all right, I just, I hope you wouldn't be like, I just met you. Let's talk about the deepest things that we've ever been through. Let's talk (laughs) about our traumas. You'd be like, hmm, let's start, let's just talk about basic things. Like, How's the weather outside or whatever? Just like really small, common, light topics. And then, you know, little activities. Just start light and build up to it. Because even though it's, oh, it's like, oh, it's your family, but you already know them. You still have to build relationships the same way with anyone. You can't just dive in head first. Yeah, Yeah, I actually think with a lot of siblings, it's the opposite. Like, you don't really know them. You, you live you with them. You think you do. You live with them all the time and you see them, but you don't necessarily pay attention. A lot of them don't see them that often. Like, we saw each other a lot. Like, they don't work together. They don't go to, like, school together, homeschooling. Like, they don't see each yeah. other all day. And they see each other in the morning and at night, maybe. So it's like they don't know each other that well. And if they are, they're probably, like, on their phones. We're a or unique distracted. case. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that kind of leads to the next point, which is schedule out time with your family members like you would with your friends. It kind of goes along with the whole thing of being intentional. Mm. I feel like we're just so not intentional. And this is maybe something you probably wouldn't realize until you're older. I really started realizing this when I was older. I was like, if I don't schedule time or, like, really make an effort with my family, it's not going to happen. And you have to be just as intentional, if not more, with your family than you are with your friends if you really want to build good relationships with them. Mm, Um, Another thing is... As Lisa was saying, kind of, you build trust slowly. And this is going to sound kind of, uh, I don't know, like, if you don't know your sibling or your parent that well, in some ways, like, you're not going to trust them very much. Like, you Mm -hmm. really aren't. And you build trust by slowly, like, giving them chances to earn trust. So slowly opening up about things. Like, maybe start by saying, oh, mom, I had a bad day today see how she reacts if she's like get over it loser maybe don't talk about that with her talk about something else you know you build it slowly but if she's like oh what happened then you can ease in or if you're sibling you're like oh you know um danny like let's hang out or something or talk about something like you start slowly i said danny because i could see you from my perps and like you know that's what i'm saying slowly Building the trust, adding marbles into the jar of trust. So what are some ways that you build trust with your family? I feel like for people who don't know their family members very well, they're not that close, they're like, what does that even look like? What would that look like? I got one right off the bat. Keep their secrets. Don't Mm. tell their secrets. If your sibling tells you something and they tell you not to tell anyone, don't Don't tell tell anyone. anyone. Be the place where they can actually, it's like a safe place for them. Um, Doing something nice for them unexpected without them asking mm-hmm. i think that builds trust too it's like oh you actually care about mm-hmm. me that's a good one here's another one talk about them like they're in the room mm-hmm. so don't badmouth your siblings it doesn't mean you can't share if you're having a conflict with one of your siblings with one of your close friends but talk about them in a respectful way and act mm-hmm. like they're there with you when you're talking about like them. think about what you'd say like i said this the other day i forgot what it was i was thinking about lisa to bridget basically not basically. And I was like, well, Lisa would, Lisa said this herself and she said it in public and blah, blah, blah. So this is not something that, that sounded like it was offensive because it, but it's something you've said. Like, I'm so scared. It was something like, to the effect. What was she just I don't remember what it was, but I don't remember what it was. I was trying to really hard to remember, but you know, you'll say like, yeah, you know that time I had really low self-esteem. Yeah. I could say like, oh yeah, you know that time Lisa, she had really low self-esteem. I'm not saying that like behind her she back. She publicly blah, blah, blah. says that. This is something that Lisa has already said 
publicly. Yeah, and there's a difference between going to your friend and being like, yeah, you know, because my sister, she's just a really mean person. Like, she's just an idiot. She's just like, she's <laughs> Guys, just can we very just... selfish and only thinks about herself. Like, why are you talking about, yeah. like, maybe that's how you genuinely see them. And maybe You're just, like, venting that. and saying stuff that has no And every purpose. once in a while, you can have a sibling that genuinely has, like, a deep, deep personal problem but i think that's more of a minority every person has a personal problem they have a complete lack of empathy or something but how do you okay that was a good point another good point about how to build trust um i think asking them questions about their life and themselves even though if you don't really have much of a relationship they might just be like i don't care why you asking me that (laughs) but really people do appreciate you like oh, how was this thing that you've been worried about? Like, I don't know, how did your presentation go? I don't know, whatever people do in school. Yeah. Like, oh, how was work? Whatever, something that they're doing, something mm. that you know is important to them, just ask them, like, oh, how'd that go? How was your trip? Or, like, how's your relationship? How, how are you doing today? Yeah, how's your relationship? And they might just be like, oh, it's good, whatever. But I think if you keep asking, maybe not, like, every day maybe <laughs> maybe a little nudge for them if they're like ew why are you asking me that but like you know maybe start asking like once a week again with the building slowly thing mm-hmm. just like oh how are you doing and one day they might actually tell you how they're actually doing it's like okay you actually care like you keep asking you're doing nice things for me like you're showing that you might be a trustworthy person so maybe i will actually tell you yeah. how i actually am doing true Mm-hmm. If you've done a lot of things in the past that eroded their trust, it's probably going to take a while to t- get and that back. And most siblings and it might have. Not get it back, and, like, you don't do it on well, purpose a lot of time, but it's just how it is. Yeah, you're not normally like, I want to ruin the trust between us. Yeah. That counts for parent-sibling dynamics, too. Hmm? That huh? counts for parent-sibling dynamics. Oh, or yeah. Parent-child dynamics. Wow. Oh. That's what I meant. Parent yeah, I was sibling. like, what? Like, you yeah. can ask your dad how his day is going. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. How do you build your relationship with your parents and build, like, the trust with your parents? Ooh. Because we just talked about siblings, I realized. We didn't say anything yeah. about the parents. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same. Like, at, yeah. like start slow, build slowly. You know, like, I I mean, I'm, I wasn't, like, super close to either my parents for most of my life. So I had to kind of go through this of, like, wow, like, I'm older now. I want, like, a real relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Still working on it, but just, like asking them to hang out like when you're a kid you don't I mean maybe some people do but I didn't really ask my parents to hang out because it's like oh they're home they're always there but it's like actually reaching out like hey do you want to go get coffee with me you know or hey let's go on a walk after dinner you know like intentionally asking for some of their time and just keep it light and talk about you know things that aren't going to like trigger you or whatever and just start slow and build up from there but like easy activities are always great for that yes and i was listening to this podcast with my brother and this guy told this amazing story so he and his mom had a very contentious relationship and she was very like negative and she would just yell at him and he didn't like it so he <laughs> said mom i love you so much i'm not cutting out of my life i'm gonna call you every sunday at 10 but the second you start getting negative i'm hanging up because <laughs> I don't want to dock like that. That's not what I want. And then he calls her. First day, he gets to about two minutes. Then she gets negative. He hangs up. <laughs> and she calls him back. And he said, I told you last week I'm hanging up when you get negative. So I will call you again next week. <laughs> and then it took him about a month of hanging up after a few minutes. And then she understood his wow. boundaries. Whoa. And she stopped wow. being negative. And he was able to have a really beautiful relationship with his mom Aww. for the last Aww. whatever long of her life. Wow. Because he put down his boundaries. That's wow. sweet. Yeah. Uh, I would say, too, it's kind of like it, it gets in your mind as a kid of a, of a parent. Wait, does that make sense? A child of a parent? Yeah. 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 That 
it's all about you. Like, that's how we feel like as kids. Like, we're like, mom, I need help. My yeah. problem. Mom, 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 me, me, me. But it's like, me, 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 your parents also have lives too. Like, it's good to ask your parents about how they're doing <laughs> yeah. and what mm-hmm. they've got going on. Like, it's, it doesn't, just because it was all about us as kids doesn't mean it should be all about us when yeah. we're I think older. a step that some people have to take before this happens, I just saw some Instagram and it was like, how I know I'm growing. It was like the holistic psychologist. Mm-hmm. And one of the points was like, I re- realizing that my parents are, humans with like um problems too or something like that and I it it reminded me of when I was younger and how I was always mad at my parents I feel like most people are like mad at their parents for something like oh they did this to me or they didn't raise me this way or they were (laughs) mean to me or whatever like everyone has a different thing that they get mad at their parents for like long term I'm not just talking like petty little things like I feel like a lot of my friends hold resentment towards their parents because of like the way they were raised or whatever you're like oh you did it wrong or whatever and I think that this is more as you get older, but it's important to, like, acknowledge. Um, maybe this isn't a conversation with them. It's more just in your brain. It depends on your relationship. Maybe it's with a therapist, probably with a therapist. But a big thing before you can even start to have a relationship with your parents is to get past the anger or whatever mm-hmm. resentment you hold towards them. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. You can't have a relationship with someone like a fake, happy, like, surfacy relationship if the whole time you're, like, mad at them or you have these unresolved feelings that you haven't said to them or even said to yourself or acknowledged or tried to work through at all about, like, certain things from the past. So you have to, like, heal that before you can even think about really getting close with your parents. Yeah, I had that problem. I went through... I kind of did simultaneously. I had a lot of anger towards my parents for certain things, and I was, like, journaling through it and trying to build the relationship. And it did work, but it took a long time, so... I went through it and I slowly built it up more and more and more. So yeah, it you gotta get minute, yeah. gotta get real with yourself if you have a problem. With yep. Them. Mm-hmm. I think another thing people don't really think about is like opening up. Like when your mom says, "Oh, how was your day?" You don't have to say, "Good." <laughs> like you could actually maybe say something about how your day was. Yeah. Or something you're dealing with. <laughs> Struggle. Like. Yeah. I think when, I think a lot of kids, like, you never really opened up to your parents because it's just weird. You're like, you don't know me, mom. Like, you don't know what it's like, okay? But you could try it. See how it goes. And it might actually, yeah, like, you have to let people in. And I don't know. It's like, you can't really, well, you can, but it doesn't really make sense to, like, be upset you have no relationship with someone when you don't, don't let them have a relationship with Ooh. you Ooh. get it Pamela. like you have to do something like are you reaching out to them or are you like they should just reach out to me are you putting in an effort or are you just like we don't have a relationship it's not my fault that's a good point mm-hmm. oh a lot of hard pills to swallow yeah yeah and we didn't actually talk about the other side where when your parents are too involved Oh, you have to set clear hard. boundaries. That I can't relate to. Yeah, that. I didn't. Itself. Yeah, I didn't have that. Well, Our that's we're not like, like the clingy type at all. Yeah, the mom who's like in your room going through all your stuff or like peeking oh, your head in all the time, oh asking you every detail with a magnifying glass. <laughs> we did not get that, Mm-mm. but I know a lot of my friends who did. Like my friend talking about her child experience versus ours. She had a big family too, and she was like, "Oh." My mom was, like, she always knew where everyone was. When they got home late, she knew everything they did. She knew everything in their room. I was like, whoa, that is so different than my experience. I, I don't, I can't relate to that. But 
we know some ideas of what to do if that happens, but we can't say we relate to that. Yeah. It's tough because you could speak up for yourself, but you're also the kid to be like, Mom, you're invading my privacy. It's <laughs> like, this is my house. But it's like, <laughs> I would like some privacy. You can still speak or at least know in your head yeah. until you get out of the house, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like if you have firm boundaries, that will help you get closer to your parent regardless of where yeah, they are Yeah, it sounds scale. opposite. You know what you should do? You should just read the book Boundaries oh, by Dr. Yes. Henry Cloud. This is a really good point. Townsend. This is a really good point. That's a I great a, book. I have a good way to explain Manual. it. Read about boundaries. So boundaries are between you and your sibling, you and your friend, you and your boyfriend, you and your husband, you and your parent, Cat. whoever. You and God. I don't know that. So I want to explain what that is, and then we're going to go into how to have fun with your family. So what is a boundary? A good example of this is like a, I'm going to give you a, a picture, okay? So say you have two yards, your yard. Okay, say Lauren and I, our yards are right next to there, right? What if I just don't put a fence up? And I, I don't, I can't really tell. We both have grass. Where does my yard end and hers begins? I don't really know. It's like we're sharing a yard, but I don't really know where mine is. It's kind of around here, but it, this could be mine, could be yours. There's no fence. I don't know. I was going right? to say, Christina's dog is coming over. Oh, yeah, my, my dog's in your yard. better not be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is no boundaries. Now, what if I am the opposite and I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to be close to anyone. I don't want to trust anyone i'm just gonna build a wall like a Brick. concrete wall all the way up between lauren and i i don't even see in her yard i don't see anything about her she doesn't see anything about me maybe i'll like peek around sometimes say hi but she's not gonna see in my yard i'm not gonna see hers we're not gonna see a darn thing that is just a wall that's not a boundary that's a wall that is i clo i'm closed off i shut you out you're not gonna get in here you're not in my life at all and you need to put up a wall between you and someone who's like really toxic like really abusive really toxic that guy that amy's even talking about his mom's pretty toxic but he actually didn't put up a giant wall he put up a very firm boundary and what is a boundary wait the boundary is i thought of a really good analogy the boundary is an electric fence okay it's just a fence no i think it's an electric fence i'll tell you why because <laughs> shock theoretically people can walk through there the are fence, consequences but you get shocked and so you want to go back out technically someone can walk into your house and they can bang on the door but they're going to be being shocked the whole time because they cross the electric fence oh Ooh. if you think fence. about it with the fence it's like some people will walk up to the fence and notice it's there and be like oh a fence. is it okay if i come over to your side and then you'd be like yeah you can come if you if you want to or some people will just jump over your fence. That is when Knock someone your crosses fence your down. boundary. Yep. And then you say, you just Get crossed my, my boundary. I'm up. calling the cops. <laughs> I'm putting my fence back up that you have to pay for. There's consequences, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a fence is the boundary because you can still see in, you know, I can still see, oh, there's Lauren's yard, right? I didn't completely isolate myself, but there's a clear boundary of where mine ends, where hers begins, and there mm -hmm. are consequences if she's going to cross over into my. Wow. And that's yeah. a great analogy like you for need all to family give examples of that, though, because it is a little vague still. So. Okay, can we give a can we think of one example of, of those three ways? Um, okay, here's an example. Your mom says, "I really think you should spend more time with your brother," mm. and then you're like, "Okay, mom, um, I'll spend I'll I can spend an hour or two tonight, but I have to wake up early tomorrow for this thing." So, and then you spend an hour or two. So that was you putting up your boundary, saying what your mom and keeping expect, your boundary. And then your mom comes out and starts guilting you. You know, you really should spend more time with your brother. He needs you tonight, and it's like, 
Mom, which I'm giving is that? what I two can. options. These are your two options. Number one option is you let down your whole boundary and she walks over it. You hang out with your brother for two more hours. You say, "Okay, mom, I'll do it," even though I even can, really I can't. I need to go to bed. I'll do it anyway. You get mad at your mom in your mind. You don't You're say mad anything. At your You're probably mad at your brother. It ruins everything. Resentment. Number two option: you keep your boundary up. Say sorry. And I you say, go to "Mom, bed. I told you I could only hang out with him for a couple hours. I'm gonna go to bed. Go Peace to bed. out. Love you all." Number three yeah. option is you say, screw that, bye, I'm never I'm talking never hanging to you, out with I don't want to be close with you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any interest in that, bye, and you just never talk to. Yeah, because, oh, that would be like, I can't believe you told me what to do. I'm cutting you out of my life. Bye, mom. Not talking to you yeah. anymore. That's like, yep. I just put up a freaking wall. wall. I feel like with a lot of people I know with their siblings, it's like, there either seems to be two extremes of like, this one person who's like overly involved in their siblings' lives growing up, like they were like the go-to caretaker in their family. They're always driving their siblings around, basically like a second mother to them. Or and it's like that that's good to help out with your family, especially that's kind of expected of the older siblings. But you need to have your own needs taken care of. You need to mm. you need to be put first sometimes. That's just and if your parent never allows that to happen, that is a parent crossing your boundary. Yeah. Yep. You gotta so, or there's like siblings that just kind of check out and they're never there for their siblings. They're kind of like always gone. Yeah, you decide like, screw this. I don't even want to try. I'm not going to talk to you. That's the other side. Yeah. So like you don't really want to be on either ends because even though it kind of is hard because it feels like your parents like forcing you into it's one of hard. them. It's hard. It's very difficult. Then you have to try to find that middle ground yeah. for your own sanity. Wait. I guess um, we got to go into the next one of having fun. Yeah. But to summarize, it's either never saying no or only saying no. Yeah. You say, what can I handle? And you do that. Okay. You shouldn't only be saying no. And your parents no, might no, get no, mad. No, 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 no. And know you what? shouldn't never be okay. saying no. That is what it is. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to go into how to have fun with your family. Woo! We have a whole list of ideas in here, but we're just going to go through a couple of them right yeah. now. We have All some right. good ideas in that book. All right, guys. First thing is, holidays happen every year. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Whoa. Okay, look. We have Christmas. We have Fourth of July. We have Easter. We have uh, Halloween. Halloween. All the above. So, you don't know how to hang out with your family. You don't know what to do. Maybe perhaps suggest that you all get together on a holiday. So, like, guys, let's have a 4th of July party. Here's a hint. If it's a holiday that lasts for more than a few days or weeks, like Christmas or Halloween, maybe some other ones, don't have the party on the actual holiday. Unless it's Christmas, I guess. That's, like, a family thing. I don't know. Because I'm saying, if you're like, hey, guys, let's, let's get together on Halloween... And your family's going to be like, uh, sorry, I have plans. I'm busy. Yeah. So, like, have the party before. Oh, you know actually, what I'm have, saying? like, half family at my house and Halloween. Okay, whatever. <laughs> or if it's, like, the 4th of July, let's hang out earlier in the day. Let's do a lunch together. Let's do, like, a 4th of July-themed or thing. let's have a family party and everyone can invite their friends. Or let's have a family party and everyone invites your friends and we can all hang out together. Whatever it is, I'm just saying holidays and are festive a great events. opportunity. What is festive? Just when you like go with your family to get the Christmas tree or birthdays, oh, carve pumpkins. pumpkins together with your fam. And kind of adding to that, it's like it doesn't necessarily even have to be a holiday. Just like it's sort of the theme of celebration, like celebrating things with your family, someone's birthday, an accomplishment, yeah. or like a new thing. I don't know. I just good like, excuse making to get life together. festive. You live even beyond the holidays is really oh, cool. Oh, we do this thing. You should do this in your family. Um, we do this thing on every family birthday. Everyone gets together. We do a family birthday party, and then each of us goes around, and we say something that we appreciate about the person who's their birthday, or we say, like, our favorite 
memory, memory from that year or in life with them. And that's really cool because then every birthday, everyone's going to go around and say something special about it's you. It's very, very heartwarming. Good bonding experience. Our mom always cries. Another one that we do a lot, except for our mom because she refused to do this, is bowling. <laughs> yes, I love so bowling. So we go bowling as a fam, and it's really fun. It's so fun. We only go a couple times a year. I think we should do it more often. A couple times yeah, a year, like once a year. Like, it's once so fun. It's fun with little kids, too, because little kids oh, bowling is so, so funny. funny. Oh, yeah, I just want to mention that. Another thing that we do is mm. family walks. So yes. after we have, like, a family dinner or something, We'll just go on a walk around the neighborhood for like 30 minutes or something as a family. You know what I want to mention? I feel like people might think that our family hangs out 24-7. Our family's actually like overly independent in a lot of ways where we just don't connect. And then the family walk will be like after the birthday party, which is like once a month. So I just want you to know that our family's not going on a walk every night together. We don't go bowling every week together. Like I said, it's a few times a year. It'd be better if it was actually more, but I just want to make sure you didn't think like, their family hangs out all together every single week or every single day. Yeah. We don't. It would be nice to be hung out every single week. That'd probably be good because you yeah. don't know how much time you have with the people. But mm. our family yeah. goes to church and we sit <laughs> in like eight different rows. Like yeah. a lot of you'll be like, oh, there's Lauren, there's Amy, there's well, like Alex, whatever. Yeah. We don't even ask what time we're going to mass at anymore. Like, no, because we, we go, go together. Myself. It's because we make it like more of a personal I prefer experience. going alone. We do. But. I talk too much. Well, I like sitting alone anyway because I feel like I can focus better. Yeah. Even yeah. if, like, that's but I'm just so saying, funny. It's funny. It's really Most funny. Most families be like, okay, let's sit together. And our family's like, like, nope. No, no my, boyfriend, my boyfriend asked me, he's like, wait, why does your family, like, majorly spread out at church? He's like, don't you guys like sitting together? I was like, we used to. I think I each happened. of us, no, I think each is like, I get to pick me. my own place now, and yeah. I'm going to take my yeah. own place. Yeah, I agree. I like the focus It's really, fo- I feel like that's a good point. People would never realize I that, know. but our family is literally spread throughout the entire church. Yeah. It's really funny. It's funny. Okay. The next one is make dinner for your family. So we actually did this Cute. a long time ago. Like, I don't remember what happened, but our mom was like, oh, you guys this. are going to make start making dinner. I don't know if it was every night or if it was once a week. How long? How often? She no. said it, it was, and we only did it. It was every did, night. Well, we did it, like, we, we each did, did I think, one. at least once. And it was, like, it was so cool to see, like, what everyone cooked. Wait, I don't think I did this. Yes, you I did. did. Yes, you Wait, did. I, I know Lisa oh, did it because this is so weird. I never said that Lex. I never thought that it was so weird. I, to this day, think about the quinoa that Lisa made on her night. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Lisa made quinoa and it had carrots in it and it was so good. And I'm like, I wish I had that recipe Lisa made a long time and ago. Danny, you made I know you um, made them because I was shocked that you made it. Or something or strawberries? It was quinoa pilaf. You made something. It's, it's like some strawberry quinoa. dessert, I feel like. I just remembered that. I remember oh, Danny's meal had strawberries. Lauren made stuffed chicken. Chicken. Wait, oh. what else did I make? That was good. Oh, oh that's the one I, I made a lemon orzo feta uh, well, We all salad. trying to show each other up. I made well, I don't don't remember. Remember. I can remember. Oh, I, I made enchiladas, remember? Yeah. Oh, yes. so good. Oh, yeah, your enchiladas oh. are really good. Oh, my so gosh, good. I remember that. Yeah, it's, it's such a simple thing, but I feel like we're used to, like, our parents cooking for us when we're kids. So it's nice if you're, like, a teenager, you're old Make enough. Make your own you know, food. Or if you're even, even if you live out of the house and you guys just get together, like, cook dinner for each other i feel like a lot of families will go out which is good and stuff but it's nice to cook for each other we're gonna go to our special reading our special, live reading really from a special fellow uh, uh, your psychic special, reading. special friend no 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 our special live reading from lauren Simarelli. book recital right. i don't know what this is um it you'll find say. it oh building communication this is what i wrote from about our family that. chapter about building communication with your family. A big problem with family communication is the lack 
of it. Mm, For instance, nice. you're mad at your sister because she did something irritating, but instead of saying, hey, look, I'm mad at you, you say something rude or make fun of her when you get the chance. <gasps> this is called being passive aggressive. This is the poison that kills relationships every day. Start being honest instead of passive aggressive. Tell your siblings and parents when they hurt your feelings and stop hurting them back on purpose, mm. even if you're mad at them. It doesn't help anything to be rude. It honestly just makes your life worse. You have to live with these people and see them every day. Why would you make your living quarters a tense and angry place? Be nice, be kind, even when you're mad. Let it go and be the bigger person. It will only make your life better and easier. Notice Gosh, I did not that. say ignore it. Didn't mm. say that. <laughs> but guys, don't be a jerk guys, about it. For some reason, I keep wanting to say, shame, shame, I know no, your name. name. I don't know what that is name. that from? Okay, anyway, <laughs> Sister Spotlight. Welcome to Sister Spotlight, where we have Lauren's Take Your Road, Christina Sappy Thoughts with Kat. Amy's, that was hard to say, Amy's current crisis exposing Lisa's Amy. weird past and Danny's love hate list. And this week's sister spotlight is ding, Amy's current crisis. So exciting. Um, Yes, I am here today to tell you about a crisis of days past. And this one, we're going to the archives, guys, to when I was 19 years old. Ooh. And this is the story of the time I went on my first date. It's a wild one, y'all. <laughs> so, once upon a time, I met a boy at church. A great what place to meet name? people. What was his name? I'm just kidding. Stop! Stop! For a second, I thought you were serious. That was bad. Amy, I, was wait, I want to say, your ear is folded over and you look like an elf. <laughs> I am an elf. So cute. All right. <laughs> Keep going. Let's Anyway, it. okay. So, this boy and I, we started talking. You know, I was pretty fun, pretty fresh. I was like, hey, yeah. I did not have much experience with men actually, like, Speaking? liking me. Oh. oh, no, I spoke to so many boys. But <laughs> this is more of, like, oh, I'm best friend thing. But this was, like, a guy actually liking me. I did not have experience in that. So then, one day, so we just would, like, start singing together at church and blah, blah, blah. And my parents would shuttle us there 20 minutes late. And I'd walk in embarrassed. And I'd stand next to him. And it was fun and blah, blah, blah. One day at church, he says, can we talk after? And in the pit of my soul, I knew it was happening. It was the weirdest thing. My mind knew. So then I walked down, and he's like, hey. And I knew he was going to say this, and I don't even know how. He's like, hey, like, how old is your sister, Lisa, and is she single? And I was like, first of all, excuse me? And I was like, oh, yeah, she is, whatever. And then I ran away. Because I was so angry because I knew that he liked me, and also I knew he was gonna say, "How old is like is Lisa single?" He, the second he you said that, his that mind. flashed into my brain. He's, Don't know why. I think humans are just connected by he energy, said it in and that's his brain why. And you heard it. Yes, I heard it. It was so creepy. That's so creepy. <laughs> this so, has happened so many times. I went into a meltdown. Core wounds were processed, not really. So <laughs> I had triggered. a giant meltdown. I checked my telephone, and what was on my telephone? An essay. What? An essay from this man. Wait, with, the same day? Yes. Same with man. With a, what is it? Title? What is the introduction, paragraphs, <laughs> conclusion? <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is was this so like weird. an email? He was a writer. No, he like took know, a picture said, of his computer. Wait, 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 hold on. What he did he do? He took a picture of his laptop. <laughs> it was a <laughs> Word doc. It was I'm a Word I'm telling doc. you, it, it was, was an a essay. essay. And he told me like, they basically like freaked out and blah blah blah. Yeah, and what did he say? Weird. Wait, he said he felt weird. Blah, blah, blah. Amy, okay, we need to know what happened. He said like I felt weird that you were younger than me and I didn't know what to say, but I do like you and blah blah. And I was like, wait, okay, how wait, wait, much so older saying, was he? 
Dear Amy, two years younger. I felt weird. (laughs) That's what I remember. Amy, why though? I don't know. He felt weird because she was younger than him. Had a mental breakdown. Are you saying he said? I felt weird, so I panicked and said, how old your sister? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that is what he said. He wrote an essay. I don't remember the whole thing. What? So then I was like, okay, was whatever. Real. You're fine. Whatever. Wait, so then, I thought in the end of the essay he said he liked you. He did. And then you I was like, okay, that. I said that. that. I said that. He said that he liked me. So we went out to frozen yogurt, and I panicked. For like three hours before I cried, because I have well? never oh no, I never felt I cried because I was I've never been more terrified in my life. Don't ask me why. And this Actually, guy was the least terrifying guy. He in was history. so nice and so chill. So like he's a great person. We just didn't really connect in that way. But, like, I actually really like him and appreciate him. Like, he's a good dude. But, like, it was just one of the... He actually sent me multiple essays. It was <laughs> wild ride, like, guys. all right, today's topic. That's is- what happens when you, <laughs> Wait, when you try to speak they? to a writer. He sends you essays of him. Okay, what I, can't, I can't say she's wrong. It was wild. Essays on what were the what? essays? And they were still apologizing. I was like, dude, it's not that big of a apologizing deal. Apologizing for asking oh. about Lisa? Yeah, hey. or, like, other... Like, I don't even... It was Wait, a lot. so let me just get this straight. He talked to you at church. He asked you to talk after church, and his intention was to ask you out. But he so then he panicked and said, "How old is your sister?" And then <laughs> he emailed. Alive. No, didn't email you. He <laughs> wrote a, a wait, wait. He wrote a he word document, <laughs> took a picture of it instead of just like exporting it and sending it to you, and then said in the essay that he panicked and he really yes. did like you. Yes. And then hung and out then with you. you yeah, and then we went on a date, and then we went on another date, and I was like, okay, cool, gotta go. I'm moving next week. <laughs> oh. and, then he, and then you moved from California to Tennessee. Another, Rip. never mind. Well, he messaged me again, like another essay basically after I moved, saying that we should date, and I was like, bro, what? you know I just moved across the country, and that's oh, just not Oh, so it. he really did like he you. He did like me. He it loved was cool. essays. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I gotta say, I'm a writer as well, and uh, the bo- last boy I dated before Max... He, I, I wrote a 12-page letter, and I took pictures of every page. In my defense, Catherine. he would not let me break up with him. Like, like I tried, like, four times, and he would not let me, and he kept reeling me back in. So I was like, I got to get a really good argument and write it all down to end up being Catherine, days. see what I'm talking about. Essays. Essays. Don't Essays. Date That's what I'm saying. So... In short, he wouldn't let nothing in my life at that and surrounding dating has ever been non-dramatic until now that I've done a lot of emotional healing. So it makes sense that my first <laughs> date would be extremely dramatic. Wow. wow. Cool. All right, cool. That I got a lot of wild. great stories. That's a real crisis. But he's a great guy. Respect him. He sounds like him. a sincere person, okay? He is. If someone writes yeah. you an essay, they really care. I will they say do. that from experience. Okay. Uh, All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's time... To go. To go. See you guys later. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Cimarelli podcast. Follow Cimarelli on Spotify and subscribe on YouTube. You can also find Cimarelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat.